Hello and welcome to Smosa Chats, where every week I, comedian Preet Singh, will host a guest who has challenged South Asian norms, whether that be through pursuing a passion as a career or devoting their work to challenging the status quo and taboos within our communities. So sit back, grab a smosa, and enjoy. So we're here with DJ Harps. Hi. How are you doing, bro? All right, you know. I'm gonna I'm gonna embarrass you and read you off some of your stats. No. <laughs> yes, that's what's gonna happen. You know my stats. Nearly 50 million views on YouTube combined. I know. Over a million Spotify streams alone this year. Wow. Oh yeah. 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 yeah that's your multiple chart-topping DJ and producer, Sorry. and international. DJ for fucking events, touring, everything. Basket. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've embarrassed you sufficiently now. Wow, that's proper official stats. Yeah. Isn't it? How does it feel? How does it feel being read those those things out? Fifteen million views on YouTube. That's yeah. it's, 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 it's mental. Isn't it? It's mental. Like considering when I first released my like first quote unquote song, because I released a couple before John actually. Yeah. But when I released John actually, it was two thousand and twelve, and getting. 200,000 views was like getting a million views yeah. back then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's before Instagram. That's before yeah. Instagram inve- was invented. It's yeah. like, whoa. Bro, when, when, when we started chatting to do this podcast, and I, I said it in my first few messages, like, yeah. no, no, I'm a genuine fan. Like, wow. like John, actually, there was the other one with um, Disa Pranda. Oh, wow, Pranda, yeah. Yeah, man. there was Pranda, and then there was um, Nakra Punjabunda. All of those songs. The fact that you I'm, know Nakra Punjabunda is, is, is good. Bro, I will show you my fucking iTunes. I bought that shit, right? When wow. It, I, went through, I went through a phase, right, where I wasn't line wiring, doing any of that shit with Punjabi music. I was right. buying Punjabi music. Which is good. Because I had a conversation with um, JK. He, he, did a, he did an event, so I went to Brunel. Oh, yeah. I saw him at a club night. End up having like a little little chat with him, and I was a big fan of JK. Right, JK, so, yeah, he's wicked. Big yeah, JK, so I had I had a conversation with him, and the one thing that he said to me was like, he goes, "It's difficult to be a Punjabi music singer when everybody's like just illegally downloading." Oh yeah, now, now especially that, now even more so. What's it like with streams and Spotify and Apple? Has that made like any difference? Uh, streaming's made it easier for people to consume the music. Hundred percent. I think people were hesitant. Thing is, what I realized with iTunes was people will go out and spend six pound on a coffee but they won't spend 79p on a song that yeah. they like don't know what it was it was the whole fact that oh, i don't want to buy it yeah like, i would buy songs i'd buy cds i used to spend like 100 pound a month on cds <laughs> like, my mom used to kill me back in the day and now with streaming it's like yeah they need to have a spotify or they need to have an apple music yeah so then all they gotta do is search the song and play it yeah there's no physical download there's no there's not it's not saying on there you're paying 79p or 99p or whatever yeah it's just like you just play the song you just to use oh yeah i'm paying 15 quid a month it doesn't matter yeah where did your love for music so you mentioned buying cds and stuff where did that actually come from your love of music um i think it's generally just the household like everyone like my mom listens to Punjabi music like I still have her old vinyls upstairs <laughs> my family just generally like my master actually used to play Thumbi he used to be in the police in Punjab yeah and uh, so he's like met Chumkila and stuff like that yeah, yeah. proper OG man so he knew like Surinder Shinda and stuff 
was just a lift. Yeah, it was a surprise. That wasn't anybody actually going down. Yeah, sorry, just let you know, no one's going down. Um, so uh, he's met through the Shindan stuff and like just from just generally family to be fair with you got me into music and then I think that look, I actually grew up on like garage and hip hop and mm. stuff like that and then Punjabi music just naturally came to me so like my first CD I ever bought was RDB's Danger Ooh. Throwback. and yeah. that's before I knew Gabi Sandu lived like 10 minutes away from me in Leicester yeah. so I'm from Leicester and um, yes, yeah, so that was my first CD ever bought. Second CD ever bought was Legalized, Punjab BMC. Yeah, ever. Nice. The only reason I bought Danger was because I liked the intro. When I heard the intro, they were playing it in the shop yeah. in Leicester. And I was like, oh, what's this CD? I want it. And I'm like, I'm like 11 years old, I think. Isn't <laughs> really like, no, was I 11? Yeah, 13, I think. 13. And I was like, I want this. I want this. Like, see, what is this? And then they gave me, I was like, yeah, wicked. RDB, yeah. instantly became an RDB fan. But then legalize is what changed me. Like that's what made me want to make right. music. Because like, how does he do this? How yeah. did he use Madonna's samples, put it over AS Kang, and it works? And it worked. <laughs> yeah. How do you get "Summertime" by Jazzy Jeff, put an old school Punjabi song on there rather than a bullet, and made? How do you do it? Right. Do you know what I mean? So that's that, that's amazing. Obviously, like like now, uh, like you're at a, you're at a level now. Do you? have like a relationship with like Punjab BMC or yeah, RDB good, good friend well RDB to be fair you know RIP Kuli he passed away like mm. I had a relationship with Kuli when he was alive and even with Manj and Serge to be, I know him all yeah. um, I, I, I still speak to Serge I'm uh, sorry Manj more than I speak to Serge but when we do see each other obviously it'll be cool but I had a relationship with Kuli like we spoke like weekly every fortnightly we'd have a chat and this is like back in, to be fair with you, it's like MSN days. <laughs> yeah, that is hilarious, <laughs> right? Yeah, you know, there's no secret to it. Like we had a group. It was me, Kuli from RDB, Imran Khan. Yeah. Who else is in there? Pal D. I don't know if people remember him. Fucking heavy hitters, mate. Yo, Pal D, bad boy producer. He's from he's from Leeds, where my wife's from. Yeah. Um, Pal D. Who else is in the group? There's a couple of more. APS. Back right. in the day, yeah, he did yeah, all yeah. the remixes uh, on like uh, Napstar. I don't know if people remember Napstar. But, like, back <laughs> You're showing your age here now. Yeah, I'm not that <laughs> even that old, man. <laughs> but yeah, it's, back back. The, I don't know what Napstar is. Yeah, back in the day, Napstar before LimeWire and all these. <laughs> Napstar was the, the the king of like remi- People used to put their remixes on there, get like a million. It was like the SoundCloud of the eighties, wasn't it? Oh yeah, hundred <laughs> not eighties, not eighties, right? <laughs> but like yeah, the early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, it was literally like yeah, it was literally. The SoundCloud. It was SoundCloud, hundred percent. You yeah. could get like everyone's Darshan with What's Love remix by DJ <laughs> Dippa, and oh yeah, we'll download that. And it was like the audio. You put the wrong headphones in. The, it was gonna blow your ears. Yeah, hundred percent. It was so distorted. There was no mixing, mastering back in those. No. I think nowadays remixing is like so like oh we need to do this and do that. then it was just chuck two songs together. Yeah, put it on. The yeah, mix. that's it. Finish yeah. up product and done. Done, my dude. There was Fat no chunky love. Finish. Yeah, it was a pelle lalkada. Yeah, just put uh, yeah doing it by LL Cool J on top of it. <laughs> What was the first like piece of music that you made? Oh God! Oh, um, it, it's going to be one of those mashups, isn't it? Yeah, it was. It was Dilkarda. Yeah. I had the instrumental from Kuli from RDB. He gave me Dilkarda by obviously Gabi Sandhu. Gave me the instrumental. I had the a cappella of Shorty Swing My Way by KP and Envy, and 
was it beer by Punjabi MC? Yeah, it was beer by Punjabi MC off switching. Yeah. And I just put those three together. It was like on Acid Pro 2. <laughs> like, do you still have it? No. Oh, <laughs> it must be somewhere. It'd be on my like Packard Bell computer somewhere in the garage. Yeah, after the podcast, if you could send that over oh to us, God, we'll no, use that no. as a backing track. Never, never. Oh, I'm sure the timing was off everything. Back in those days, like literally Acid Pro 2, you'd have to like cut every single bar and move every single thing to like make sure it's on time yeah. otherwise it was just yeah it was Done. hard those days were hard man nowadays I think it's so much easier to create music mm-hmm. and it's so um, available yeah available like softwares or like like for instance Ableton not cussing Ableton yeah. shout out Ableton if you ever want to yeah. um, <laughs> if you ever want to sponsor yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like I like how you think this is going to reach me. You never, yeah, you never know, man. Touch wood, I hope it does. But with Ableton, for instance, you chuck in a sample or a vocal and it detects the BPM for you. So it's half the job's already done. Yeah. Back in those days, we'd have to click to make sure, okay, is this on time? Right. Uh, you put the metronome on, oh, it's not, okay, so it might be 125, oh, okay, 132, uh, 131, oh, it's 131, all right, yeah. Would you class yourself as a bit of a music purist? No. Nah. nah, I don't know. The way you're talking about it is like you've got the mechanics and the tech. I I started when I started music when it was that sort of time. I was DJing and I took five vinyls, six CDs with eighteen songs on there, two gigs. Yeah, like songs I couldn't get on CD. I had the vinyl. Like it was like I DJed in clubs with back in the day with like Cray Twins and Pajabi MC and RDB. When there was no beat, you couldn't see on the screen what song. So yeah. you had to play the song in your ear. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, this one, all right. Next song. All right, that one. There was no cue button. Yeah. You'd pause the song. One, two. <laughs> press play, and then you had a plus and a minus to make sure it's on time with the other song. Right. So everything was by ear. Yeah. Whereas now you have Serato and these sorts of things which show you the wave of the which just I was like why wasn't this available then <laughs> you'd be so much further oh, so much I'd be like world domination <laughs> but yeah like it, it, it's changed so much which is good because obviously evolution of technology is great otherwise we wouldn't be able to record this podcast true true and this fucking setup would not have been available in the yeah. 2000s look at Amazon bro we spoke about this off okay. If there wasn't an Amazon, we wouldn't be sitting here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We would be done. Like, we would. I wouldn't yeah. know where to source this shit from. Yeah, you know, you're back in there. You have to go to a music shop. You have to then ask them for this. You should know what sort of mic you need. You need this. The stand that you need. You know the wires. It's just. Bro, you saw what I did. I did zero technical work. I'm the talent around <laughs> yeah. here. Right? He, he tries to be the pretty face. <laughs> yeah. No. I almost asked you, bro. I almost asked you, like, oh, do you want to set it up and now? Yeah, no, I do. How's it sound? Is the bike working? <laughs> yeah. You tell yeah. us. You were like, yo, put this over here and that and that. Nah, that ain't nothing, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm right. just having my green tea. <laughs> just, just chilling. So, um, you mentioned the Cray Twins there. I've got a funny story about the Cray Twins. So, they're right with me, yeah. No, I, love, I love the Cray Twins, yeah, right? Cool, that cool song people. with Twister. Yeah, so wicked, man. I saw that video on MTV Base. I must have been about 12. Wow. You know the one with Twister? Yeah, Lethal B, Gappy Ranks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, still, I still got that on my iTunes, right? I saw the video of that and I was like, okay. <laughs> me with like 13 year old me with a good and that. I was like, I can get chicks twerking around me. I like this. <laughs> my mum walks in and bond the car. I You know what? I rate the Cray Twins for that. You know, that was like a power move. Like one of their, obviously their manager at that point, um, 
Bali, we, we're still very good friends. And I think back in those, he had a big vision and he was very close friends with all these like, Twisters and DMXs back in the day. Funnily enough, I, when I started DJing, it was actually in his club right. in Leicester. He's from Leicester, the guy, Bali. He owns a thing called Rich List now, people mm. know. Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, him, yeah, yeah. So he was the sing in the video, the Sardar yes. the Pug. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, funnily enough, I met Cray Twins through him because that was the first club I ever started DJing at. It was um, Lounge One in Leicester back yeah. in the day. And um, yeah, from there, they, he, they all had a vision to do this mainstream thing. And when I saw Cray Twins go top 20, I was like, yo, we can do it, you know? Yeah. And this is before, no, was this after Mundia Tabachke? Yeah, it was yeah, after Mundia Tabachke. But, like, who knew two things are going to have Twister, Lethal B, yeah. after Pow. So this is after Lethal yeah, B's blown up. Peak Lethal, peak Lethal Bizzle. And Gappy Ranks, like, again, another UK sort of dancehall artist, on a song, yeah, a grime song, like, you know what I mean? Like, mm. sort of vibe. And be top 20. How, how, how do you, like, personally go about bridging that gap between, like, bongo music, Punjabi music, and then the mainstream? I, I think when I first started music, I'll be honest, I stuck in my bubble. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do Punjabi music. Dol, yeah. Tumbi, normal, dumlak-lak sort of Punjabi yeah. music. And, but I, I never wanted to. I think I was just, okay, I need to be a producer. I'm Indian, I'm brown. Right, I'm going to do a Punjabi song. Yeah. Cool, it worked. John Natsley worked. Before John Natsley had a couple of songs which are just like, they're in there floating, building up. I think at that point I was building my production to John Natsley to have the quality up. Yeah. And I think that was the first song that I was really confident in. Let's do a big video. Let's, you know, for well, back in those days it was a big video um, and sort of less reach a wider audience. Mm-hmm. When I done Nakara Pajabunda, so it was John Natsley, Paranda, Nakara Pajabunda. Yeah. After Nakara Pajabunda, I took a break. I took a year and a half off. Yeah, you've got to spend all that money, then. No, I'm out of it now, man. I'm out of it now, man. It's H Zara. <laughs> um, no, but like, I, I took a year and a half break. I was still DJing, mm. but musically I took a break because I wanted to change my sound. Yeah. It's really bad to say, but I got tired of this music. Right. Because I was like, everyone's doing it. Mm. How can I do something which then goes left, but without forgetting my roots yeah. do you know what I mean and that's when obviously the sort of what I've been growing up with garage hip hop R&B mm. like that's what I grew up to so I'm like alright how can I make that into that Yeah. and the first song I came back with was with a song with Rackstar called 1984 yeah and more productions they came up to us they're like look can you do a song for this Dynamic album yeah we were like look we don't want to do anything which is like biased towards one party so mm. Rackstar being Wicked lyrically, he made a song which was called 1984, which then put everyone together you mm-hmm. know, Sikh, Muslim, Hindu, how they helped each other at that time. Yeah, and the beat, I was like, Look, I've got this beat, Rax, it's very Nas. He's like, yeah. What? He's like, I go, Trust me, it's boom bap, let's do it. He's like, Cool, made it. He was like, Whoa, from there, we built up a relationship and then we released Poison. Uh, which was again like trap. Yeah. It was not trap as in Young Thug and Travis Scott trap. <laughs> yeah. But as in like Skrillex, Diplo trap, which was poison. And from there I realised, you know what? I need to stay in this because I feel more comfortable making this. I can make a Disney song. I can sit here, put a Tolkien over a hip-hop beat yeah. and I'm, you know, bungalow dance floor, hostel part five. But 
to be fair with you, I thought, you know what, let's do something different. And slowly, the audience will captivate towards it. Mm-hmm. And now in 2019 and you know, 2018, I've realized that urban music is more in. You're hearing your Mickey Sings phones, you're hearing your yeah. prophecies, you're hearing your Guru Rundawas. They don't have it all in their songs. Yeah, so I always think that it, it came from like, I, I noticed it first with, um, I used to watch a lot of Just Rain's videos. Oh, yeah. And you know, Just Rain brought a lot of these Canadian guys like to the forefront. I was in one of his videos, man. Yeah. You know what? A big up Just Rain, yeah, because he did. He introduced a lot of. He just, well, not introduced Fatih, I can't say that because Fatih was with Zeus and Fatih was doing his own thing back in the day. But I think he put, he put light on these Canadian artists a lot, um, almost like a cosign because he has such a big platform, yeah. which is great. And then from there, they brought their sound in, which then ultimately moved UK Pangra to Canada, in a sense. Yes. In a sense. Oh, UK Pangra is still there. The essence of all this, what they're doing, is UK Pangra, from when Zeus made Kangana. Yeah. Kangana is not a dissy song. No. But it's a song, when he DJs, it's the biggest song on his set, mm. because it's worldwide. It's a hip-hop song. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Very influenced by independent women by Destiny's Child. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Like, people know that, and he yeah. knows that, because he was influenced by hip-hop. Like, his biggest inf- inspiration was Dr. Dre. So... From him making that to now what's coming out, it's not very different. It's just that the new age, the new generation have now got this sound, they've got the technology and they can produce it faster than what yeah. the older generation could. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Like, music moving really fucking oh, fast really now. really fast, it? man. What, what, what do you make? What's the state of UK Pongo then? Oh, controversial questions are being asked now. No, you know, you. So basically, who the fuck do you hate? <laughs> <laughs> I hate nobody, man. I'm the nice guy in the industry. No, no, no. Like, so, what, like, generically speaking, without saying specific, but like, what, how do you view talent in the UK and versus other places? Can I be honest? The UK talent used to be striving. They used to be so. Well, to me, there is a lot of singers here, but I don't know why they're not coming out of the shadows. Um, I don't know why they're not getting the light. All right. Me being straight, yeah? Go on. Music producers want to work with the biggest, baddest singers. Yeah. So rather than Dinku from around the block, <laughs> right? They'll go to next man in India and want his vocals. They'll yeah. beg for it, right? And, and that's it. They, they don't think that any established singer at one point was a new singer. Yeah. That's how I think. All these, like... The big, I'm not going to say the names, but all these biggest singers in the world right now, you know, like you, you typically you go to a wedding, you hear Sherry Mann, Dilji, Amrit Mann. They were all new singers at one point. Yeah. I so, remember when Dilji was new. I used to fucking yeah. hate that guy. Why, bro? No. <laughs> he did good songs no, from the start. He had some awful Besides songs. Chocolate. Besides cho- cho- oh, yeah, bro, bro, chocolate. Oh, bro, he had some yeah. awful songs. I think he knows that as well. Yeah, yeah. He, I, I always think that like artists must know. Yeah, Obviously, yeah, it's not a nice thing when somebody's like. Yeah. So, no, like, I, I, but I, you know what? I don't think it was a bad song because you know what? He is a very good singer. I think the choice of lyrics worked great. Yes. That's all it is. No, That's not yeah, his. He's, he always had the talent. But what's that? What's that one? There's that one where he's like, 
got these multicolored bugs on and he's walking through this like fucking thing with all these jungia up and you're like bro this used to be Diljit his head was bigger than his body like well, listen if, 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 if you don't like him at his worst you can't get him at his best <laughs> yeah very true and then it switched out it, for me it switched out with um, the True School album he did yeah Revolut that, that album was like I would say probably one of the best pieces of work come yeah. out of the UK yes. it was a UK album like mm. it was true school back to basics that's back to basics yeah, yeah. revolutionary like it changed I think it changed Bangla because everyone in India wanted that sound yeah everyone wanted that sound because when before that I think true school released Chak Denge and Kalvinder Jal Bolia uh, Chak Denge by Gurpej Brad so the sound was coming yeah and obviously People in India like Diljit must have heard it thinking, oh, that's bang. bang. I need that. Mm. And he went to the right person. I think it changed Diljit from Luck 28 yes, that's to, to, to yeah. now Diljit decides to sell out stadiums. Yes. Big up to him, man. He's he done a lot. He's, he, his, his journey as an artist is just fucking fascinating. Because I remember, I remember being at uni and this was like peak fucking into Bongra music and everything. Right. And I remember everybody from one year going in from first year where everybody was like taking a fucking piss. Mm. You know, with with that um like, again that just rain did like fucking parodies yeah, and stuff. Yeah, man. And to go into holy shit the year two, it's like, oh Diljit is the guy, bro. He's the I've guy. been riding with him since day, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> from day bro. Mark twenty eight and that bro. Yeah, yeah. it's my ringtone, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it went overnight almost. It was, it was, a, it, it was literally day and night and you know what, I, you, ha, you have to put it to the fact of, you know, Veet Baljeet be, being an amazing lyricist, mm. with True School's amazing music, with Diljeet, Diljeet has got a bad boy voice. Awesome. And Absolutely. to be fair with you, I have to say, anything he touches is gold. Yeah. What was that other song? The, the one that I should not like, but I fucking love. Uh, the, one the, the, one? The, what, the one with the gaudy in the video. What's that? The one with the gaudy in the video. Do you know? Bad boy song. Bro, what do you mean? I'll be, be going down the fucking motorway. She, she's, like, oh, yeah. she's not even a gaudy, man. She's Pajabi. Oh, yeah, she is. I follow her on Instagram as well. Yeah, yeah do Trish, follow Trish Daliwa. Trish Daliwa. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You love Trish, man. And, yeah, she's Pajabi, yeah. Half or something. She's half. I, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Oh, bro. I know all of these fucking things. She's out in California, right? <laughs> I'll make you laugh and everything, I swear. No, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I got desperate quick, innit? <laughs> yeah, that was really hard. <laughs> Hello, please. Follow me back at least. <laughs> I will have my parents contact your parents. Uh, no, going back to the serious point, so the state of UK Bongo and artists not working, DJs and producers not working with local talent. No, talent. I, I think some of them do. Like, again, we go to, I keep saying True School, but True School does, he. he teaches new people how to sing so he's a teacher as well so he taught JK how to sing mm. right I think it was like a, a long time um, so people at True School and stuff they do they do source out local singers yeah. and sort of bring the best out of them and, and create these artists like he, I think he just released a song with a, with a new guy from the UK so people like him are doing it yeah. and, and but there's a lot of producers not of the old age but of the new age that go for glory right do you know what I mean yeah yeah um, and, and that's not cussing anyone out but it, it, do what you want to do isn't it? Yeah. but I do realise they just go for the glory and I, I believe in like the, the cycle coming back right now everything is in India mm. 
All the big songs that we dance to at weddings or clubs, or I play in a club, are from India. Yeah. The last UK song was probably a True School song. Or a JK song. Yeah, true. That I would play all like my own. I'm trying to think, I'm trying to go through my iTunes and I can't Yeah, think about your iTunes, yeah? Your last three songs. Go on. Bangarao songs. Oh, thank fuck, because it was going to be Madonna. No, like, bro, not that. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. carry all I want for Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, right now. <laughs> that's the, get the, get the buble um, out right now, man. Uh, yeah, they are generally the last out was, well, probably because you were coming out, I was listening to all yeah. of your stuff on repeat. Stream it. <laughs> yeah, stream it. <laughs> Spotify, Apple. Um, I'll sing it to you if you yeah, want. Yeah. Um, yeah, True School. Generally, generally, I do think it's True School. JK. J- yeah, JK. Maybe Bob Sagu. has been repping UK Bangla. No, it was, it was um, Twin Beats. No, Manny Sandu. Manny, Manny, yeah, Manny. Manny Sandu. Again, Manny yeah. Sandu. Great. You know what? As a producer, he's keeping the UK sound alive. So, yeah. But he, he works a lot with Garage as well, isn't it? We were talking yeah, about he's, br- he's trying to bring it back, which is good. He had that album, that mi- was it a mixtape that he just released for free? That was banging. Oh, it was all Garage songs. Yeah, 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 he had all Garage songs on there. Again, Manny is a great example. He's a UK producer who's keeping the UK sound. Yeah. So him, True School, Zeus, PMC, they want to keep UK Bangla going, but then there's a there's a whole heap of people the newer guys, yeah. that just go for glory. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, state of UK Bangla, I think if the UK stuck together more um, and we work with, you, with local talent, yeah, we can bring it back full circle because at one point, all the singers were from here. Yeah. At one point. Who started Bangla? Read. No, started Bangla. Who started? Oh, not that much. That's deep. No, no, not that deep. But like UK Bangla, for instance, right? It started with like Malkit, Hira, all them lot. Yeah. The bands, Chani Alap, Premi, Achanak. Yeah. Uh, you can even go back as a Juba. A Juba is old, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, big up a Juba. I like a Juba. Yeah, cassettes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Literally yeah. cassettes. Like Hira Premi, like all that. I remember the like, Safri boys. Bolivinda Safri yes. probably one of the best vocalists to ever, yeah. ever come out. And that's where UK Pangra was at its essence. Doe Jania, you know. Yeah. You know, Potsar Darande, like. Good Yeah, all, that, all that, man. And then Malkid. Malkid made UK Pangra, like cool yeah right. I would say probably one of some of the best songs were done by Malkit and he and these people and now everything's gone away Canada is taking over Canada had the early 2000s didn't it uh, Sony Pabla people like that yeah yeah Sony Pabla yeah, yeah DJ Sanj and all them lot yeah, yeah you're right little Satch but again current MC and those guys were from Birmingham yeah and RDB as well RDB, RDB up north yeah. up north Tiger Style of Scotland. Yeah. Oh, every time I hear fucking um, Tiger Style on like interviews and stuff, whenever I hear the fucking talk, I'm like, yeah, where are you from, bro? Yeah. You know what? Yeah, they're from Glasgow, so they, they rep the North. They were like North North. Yeah. Then you had RDB like Leeds Bradford. Uh, who else was up there? Mets and Tricks, Surinder Ratan. Uh, who else there? But then it went like now it's like over in India. Now know. everything's shifted that yeah. way. So like everything coming out now and everyone's playing the song. The biggest songs are from India right now. Definitely. But at one point the biggest songs were from the UK. Mm. So I believe that it is going to go back in circle. UK is going to have its time. But I think we do need to support each other a bit more. 
here and, in the UK. Yeah, uh, just the UK audience. Believe in your artists, man. Like, us lot are still yeah. around. We've been around for a long time. Like, support your Punjabi MCs, your Dr. Zeus's, you know, your Justice Sidhu's, your B21's. Like, yeah. Look at B21. They're global, global, global. global. Yeah. They were in Bendy Like Beckham. Darshan was in Bendy Like Beckham. Mainstream yeah. film by Gurinder Chadha. It was like one of the biggest UK films, right? Yeah. Now we're going to stir up some controversy because yeah, I just had a question pop in my head. I was about to answer you, but I thought I'd give you a little bit of warning, right? Bollywood. What's wrong with it? <laughs> bro, what's Bollywood doing to all of these? Oh, man. Come on. Yeah, I know. I'm back. You're like, bro, I'm trying to get featured in a film. Stop this. I'm trying to get back in Bollywood, bro. <laughs> no, because I, I, was, I, I was reading up a, about a few things. So I try, I, like I said, I don't stay in touch with Bongra as much as yeah. I probably used to. Yeah. But I still do like pick up on bits and pieces here. I was reading that it was just stealing fucking songs. They're not, steal, they're not stealing songs. That's, I think, the wrong thing. They're not stealing them. Some of the songs from back in the day, Pongala songs, when they were signed by big labels in India, not yeah. saying any names, but whatever the biggest labels are over there, right? <laughs> we all know them. <laughs> yeah. So the biggest labels over there, they had the copyright and the rights to these songs. Right. So they could do whatever they want. What are you going to do? Kills my soul a little bit. Yeah, what are you going to do? Like, yeah. What can you do? Like, if they own a Sarjeet Bandrukia song, from 20 years ago. I won't I, even lie to you, when I heard that fucking Sajid Bin Rakhia fucking Bollywood remix, refix shit, and I know yeah. you can't say it, but fuck it, they don't, they don't produce comedy. Fuck them. <laughs> Bro, I was thinking, look man, okay, how do we get rid of this shit, right? I was about to start another fuck T-series thing, right? Whoa! <laughs> nah. We got T-series, man. <laughs> Like I said, I, I'm here to get you into trouble. Like, this doesn't affect my career. I'm gonna have to go to comedy. I can, I can see it in Harps' eyes. He's, stand, he, he's there, like. I'm just like. <laughs> Stop. Uh, do you remember that T series stuff? I yeah. didn't know what it was about. Until that I was uh, Thingy, that other YouTuber, right? Yeah, that blonde prick. Um, oh, what's his name, man? PewDiePie. PewDiePie. That's who it was. Yo, that was sick, man. Isn't he a pedophile now? Or am I just making that up? Somebody Google it. I'm, Google. I, I definitely do think he's a pedophile. Nah. He's something. I'll apologise if he's not, but Google it, Jasper. Nah, he's not. Go on, Jasper's Googling it. But yeah, like that T-Series thing, like, I didn't realise. So that was all around fake views, wasn't it? I don't know. I think it was the race to 100 million subscribers, yeah, right? Yeah, but what it, what it was, was uh, I think they were accused. And th this is where I'm like, kind of like, fuck PewDiePie, innit? All right. I'll take I'll take T series side side over All PewDiePie. Right. Go on. But um, I think he was he was complaining about them having fake views, fake views, fake followers, or something. And yeah, I, I know it's a big thing in the industry. It happens. I say it happens. But... Bro, yeah, of course it happens. When when, I, when there was like fucking, I, I saw it the first time I saw it was there was a music video from some guy I'd never even heard of, right? And that's where that's what made me suspicious, right? right. Some guy that I'd never even heard of, and it was like second. Global, global, global trending, yeah. I was like, huh? Like, and it was like one of those typical like high school children, Yeah, you, you know Man, what thing is? Five, cigar, <laughs> the one thing I'm gonna say is, Jasper, hurry up! I wanna before we move off. Well, I talk about Peter. No. He's, not Peter. He's not a Peter. He's not a Peter. Alright. Oh, so he did go up against T-Series and Pongra. Yeah, yeah, Fuck he, it, man. PewDiePie's a pedophile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's start this rumour. But, but, yeah, but, did, but his, his supporters, like, 
got like billboards to say subscribe to yeah. PewDiePie and yeah, not yeah. T-Series. I was seeing it on Tinder bios. That's when I realised that shit went too far. But <laughs> when I was seeing when I was seeing subscribe to PewDiePie on Tinder, on Tinder bios, I was like, this motherfucker's gone too far. He's got power, man. <laughs> yeah, he got people on Tinder saying, yo, subscribe to PewDiePie. <laughs> he's, like no, them, he's, he's like one of them bombers just brainwashing. But you know, T-Series is probably sitting there like, mate, we're getting free adverts. I mean, look at 100 <laughs> yeah. million subscribers. Like, the bill upside like, But yeah. I didn't subscribe until T-Series until that thing. I then you like, thought, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, Sunday one day. Brown. Yeah. But yeah, so fake, what, what's your opinions of fake views? Yeah, it's fucked, isn't it? <laughs> look, can I be honest? Look, I'm not going to say anybody, yeah, do what you want to do. Yeah. yeah, do what you want to do. But listen, if Drake ain't getting a million views in <laughs> one day, 24 hours, listen, if Bunda's getting 300 million views on your video, yeah, and Drake's only on 10. There's something wrong with what you. What I would say is Drake actually could be a beautiful. <laughs> so, <laughs> what are you fucking laughing for? I'm, Why I'm, are you saying that for, man? Because this was a topic of what about WhatsApp groups, right? What, Drake? Be- Drake. Drake's been messaging. So there's a thing that's come out, right? Where it's, uh, mm-hmm. And I'm writing a fucking bit about this as well. So I'm just giving you is this real? material. Is this real? Yeah, yeah. So okay, he was so messaging me. a bunch of under 18s. Like a little bit too much. And it was just text messaging. It was those famous people. How Billie get- Eilish and... Like the girl who plays Stranger Things. Yeah, the girl from Stranger Things. He was messaging. What is, is Billy Eilish under eighteen? Yes. Don't fucking say anything because I want your career to. Carry no, no, I, I didn't know. I didn't know no, she no, was. No, yeah, no. I, I didn't know who she was. Her before. content's quite mature. Like she's her she's, songs she's are yeah, pretty yeah. sick, man. Yeah. But um, I didn't know she was like younger. Yeah, so she's like fifteen. No, she might not. Be nah. 15. She's sixteen, seventeen. She got nominated for a Grammy. You're big yeah. up to her, man. I didn't. But then that earned her Drake's attention, and one of our topics of our WhatsApp groups was one of our friends who's really into Drake was defending him. And I was like, this is exactly how R. Kelly started. Either you need to have a word with Drake. <laughs> Raw, the silence in this room. Drake, <laughs> how could you put Drake and R. Kelly in the same sentence? Hey, man? I'm just saying, R. Kelly started somewhere, all right? <laughs> Even R. Kelly didn't get accused of messaging chicks. He was just turning up outside of schools, all right? Yeah, rolling up on them like, yo, what are you saying? Fiesta, fiesta. <laughs> oh, <right. laughs> oh, bro. But all I'm saying is, if you got Drake's number, just turn to knock that shit off if he doesn't want to be <laughs> fucked up, right? Bro, if, I, if I had his number, bro, like... But I'll no. be honest, a lot of this shit will probably be cut out. <laughs> I can see Mona... Nah, keep it, man! Mona behind the... Mona does her editing. She's Mona already like, that, that, that whole minute is gone. Pedophile, <laughs> yeah. pedophile, we don't want to get shut down for copyright. <laughs> YouTube channel bundle. <laughs> Alright, let's steer this into some less dangerous territory. Go on. Although this may be equally as controversial, if you could work with three artists, past and present, right. across any genres, who would it be? Adele. Bro, <laughs> he went straight for uh, Adele. Why Adele? Go on, we'll go Bad with, Boy we'll, Voice. Bad Boy Voice. Bad Boy. I love, like. Would you try sat- teaching her how to do Punjabi singing? No. <laughs> She'd make the best Dookie Ghana of all That's time. That's exactly what. You know what? I listen to slow songs, right? Yeah. As much as I'm DJ Hobbs, Bangladesh, oh, bale, bale, bale. Yeah. I love slow songs. So I listen to Sabra Koti, I listen to Master Saleem, yeah. I listen to like, like old school, like old R&B. Yeah. that kind of, yeah. Yeah, bro. The That's Laguna, the best song of all time. All that sort of, bro. No, not of all time. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Oh, let's debate no. this out. No. That song is the best No, it's not time. the best song of all time, no. Yeah. <laughs> right, yeah. she's about to get heated. No, no, we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, really. go on. Yeah, right. Adele. But Adele, I would, I would have loved to produce like Rolling in the Deep or like Hello. Or, to be fair, anything. 
yeah. from her. But when she, her vocal ability and her songwriting is amazing. So oh, yeah. Adele's one. Yeah. Second. Khalid Malik. Shout. Shout. Yeah. Born like a hip hop. <laughs> oh, he did a couple, didn't he? No, they were remixes. Were they? Yeah. Oh, so he wasn't actually. Yeah, oh, yeah. okay. I think, yeah, he done original vocals for like I'm on here and people like that. Yeah. But I don't think they were on hip hop. They were more like dissy with hip hop twist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'd love him on like a boom bap. Right. Sort of like right. Bad boy, like a boom bap <laughs> thing. And uh, Notorious B.I.G. <sighs> Alright, some few, few heavy hitters there. Yeah. That... Or Nipsey Hustle, to be fair. Because I love Nipsey. Nipsey's last bad album boy. was one of the best albums I've ever heard. Bad boy. That's, that was my most played of. 2019. Oh really? Yeah. Nipsey's album Victory. was sick. Yeah, but like, if it wasn't Victory Nipsey, Lap. then yeah, Victory Lap. If it wasn't Nipsey, it'd be notorious. Yeah, yeah. Big. I, I was a bit conflicted there because I, I even speak to my wife about. It. I like Tupac. Tupac's yeah. bad boy, but I think Biggie would come with a different. I can flow. understand it from a producer's point of view. He's yeah, gonna Biggie look would the beat a little bit. Big, big, Biggie would make Tupac lyrically is very deep. Biggie would make you a bad boy song. Yeah, I'm, song. Uh, yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I'm, I'm, I'm a big hip hop head, like massive, right. and I do agree with you. I think Biggie would look after the beat a lot more. Yeah. And there's stories everywhere where it's like, Too Bad will go into a, a, a studio, yeah, record something in 15 minutes, and then it's done. Whereas Biggie would probably spend a couple of Be days. Like, okay, this beat. is the hook. Yep, yeah, yep, yep. This is the verse. Yep. Okay, cool. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So it'll be a bit more different. So I think Biggie. Just get all three of them on, man. Imagine that Adele, Khalid, Monica, Notorious B.I.G. on a song. Wow. Oh. <laughs> that's a power play. Even yeah. if the song shit, that's being stuck on that's the street. Anything, that's number one. <laughs> Do you have anything in your like catalogue? Okay, let me let me rephrase this. I was going to say anything, but we've been over that. Do you have anything in your release catalogue since you've hit that you've been like, ah, wish I could, wish I could like take that back? I not want to release it. Yeah, that you've released it or you have them for whatever reason. I just wish I'd never done it. Yeah. Yeah. Go on. I'm not going to say what. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> true. <laughs> you can tell me you're fair. I'm yeah, I'll tell you I'm fair. But yeah, yeah, there's plenty of like, I wish I'd never done it. I think I just... Yeah. How do you deal with that? Because whenever I write like a... I I'll, think... I'll tell you the genesis of this question. Go right? It's like, I was, I, I was watching a few old videos of mine just like I'm like tidying up my material and stuff of your like stage shows yeah okay. of, of, of like my sets and stuff and jokes I've told and there have been a few bits where I've been like what the fuck and I've Why? actively cringed I'm like even though it's got a laugh I'm like ah oh really yeah we were talking about airport security one of my bits is about airport security okay yeah and it's all about bullshit oh, I love airport bullshit. security me. like I've never had an experience like that it was all about fucking being taken aside fingered and all that yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll send you the fucking bit. It's hilarious. Well, people find it hilarious, but I don't have any faith in that bit because I know it's right. bullshit. Oh, because it's never happened it's to never you. It's never happened. So no. you're like, so, so, you know when you write comedy? Yeah. I know it's into, nah, I got but, it, go So when you write comedy, do you mostly write it towards real life things that have happened? So uh, like more more now more now than yeah. be, before it would be like this would be funny if you spoke about yeah you know the airport security bringing the rubber gun yeah I think that 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 was the only bit that I've like properly stuck with okay. that wasn't based on truth on truth okay and now it's like everything's got an element there'll be exaggeration so I do look a lot about arranged marriage okay and all of the main are you getting loads of rest, rest yeah are yeah. you actually wrong I'm, I'm about to be twenty seven my mum had a conversation well, with you're young, yesterday. Man. 
Serious? Bro, what was she saying? What the first conversation she's had. I told you, she heard some of my jokes. Oh, she yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> she, she heard some of my jokes. And she was like, look, you're going to have to find your own wife because we can't help you. Yeah, right? that is game over. What the hell? You're going to have to find your own wife. She was like, the girls, the girls' parents are not going to be happy with all of this information you're dishing out. Yeah, they're going to be like, I'm not going to be like comedy. No, no, no. I've, I've, I've sorted it out. I don't use my real name. Preet's not my real name. Nah. nah. This is all fake. This is all... I've, I've got it all sussed out. My real name is like Harbantz. Yeah, that's what I do. Jagroop Singh. Yeah, like proper like carbon name. Yeah, so it's like there are a few bits that I want to like take really? out, take back. That would be one of them. But it all serves its purpose, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, to be fair, I think at the time, it was, for me, it was bringing out content and at that time I believed in the singer and I wanted to do these songs but then looking back and thinking oh man yeah. could have given that beat to someone else oh, <laughs> it's based it's around that but right. no, no names mentioned but like okay. yeah, I know which ones and I'm like yeah, so. oh so it's like your value have you ever had like a singer that's like been so difficult to work with oh yeah that you're like oh. why though it, you know what it's, it, it, and funnily enough it's been a singer that was actually beneficial to me like yeah. I, it was a good thing to have this collabo mm. but man's a diva man like, <laughs> this guy like just please master girl like <laughs> <laughs> like I had, yeah. to, I had to like redo the song like three times I'm like, oh man done the whole song I'm like you got party your head's not changing I'm like party this is tomorrow Baji's about to flip out, bro. Baji's a big Baji's about well. to press delete on the project, bro. <laughs> um, what was it like uh, during the early days? So did you know, like, all, straight away, like, okay, this is what I want to be... No. What, what was that like? Go on, detail that. I think, I think I... Uh, I think in the early days, I was like, yeah, I need to go to school. I need to, you know, do this. I was young. My mum was like, look, I've never drank. Yeah. Like, I'm teetotal. In that sense, and mum was like, "Chal, ठीक है, तू DJ करना है." I'm like 14. Raw, okay. And yeah. said, "Chal, तू कर." Swear to school जाना पड़ेगा. You have to wake up and go to school at yeah. half eight. So do what you want. You're coming home at two. This is when clubs finished at two. Right? Yeah. And this is why people used to smoke in clubs. So I'd come home, my pug <laughs> would stink of cigarettes. Yeah. Mom was like, "Do cigarettes?" I mean, I know. <laughs> and the mom, they smoke in clubs. She goes, "She goes, no, do cigarettes?" I mean, I'm like, "Mom, listen, they smoke in clubs." Yeah. She goes, "All your clothes stink." I'm like, "Yes. Yeah. So what, what, what can I do?" And um, so she's like, "Yeah, cool. You want to do this? Perfectly fine." She goes, "You need to get up and go to school." Mm. And I was always the class clown. Right, so school wasn't my thing. Mm. And this is me being like, stay in school, do education. Like, I would it recommend. It wasn't my thing. No, I was always very hands-on. Mm. More than writing an essay, if you told me to talk about it, I'd be able to talk about it. Right, right, right. right? Or like, visualize or whatever. Like, mm. create something, I'd be able to create it. Rather than writing stuff down and taking exams. It wasn't my thing. Yeah. Like, you know what? I can say it now. I'm married. Like, it don't matter. My English GCSE, I DJed the night before. <laughs> so I came home at 2.30 and the exam was first thing in the morning I walked in in the assembly hall wherever it was like you know they set up the desks yeah, in rows yeah. you know you have your little paper you have your little single desk you sit in I'm like yeah wrote, wrote my name and I fell asleep <laughs> oh my word 
So I remember the teacher, I'm not going to say her name, but I remember the teacher, she like tapped me on the shoulder. She's like, Harpreet. I was like, yeah. She goes, you need to go out. She goes, I can't, I can't do this. I just walked up. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah. My wife's looking at me. <laughs> She's looking at me. Is, the off, off, off camera, Harpreet's wife is there. She is, ooh, this yeah. is going to be, yeah. this is going to be an interesting conversation sips, when you get sips, home. Sips, no, she knows, she knows everything, she knows, she knows. Doesn't mean she's any less angry. Nah, she it still comes to her headline. Kutta. And, um, it's quite in Donnie's GCSEs. No, I did do my GCSEs, just English, I never done. But I think I speak pretty good English, I think. Um, yeah, that's kind of. all you really need. Yeah, it. if I speak it, I can read it. All your songs are in Punjabi anyway, yeah, who cares? exactly. <laughs> I, I got Punjabi GCSE. That makes, it, makes up for it, you got a language. That's my mum was well proud. Bro. She looked, she goes, Pajabi, B. Well, you're a it's a loop. Nah, bro, my, my parents were, that was the first time I think I ever did, actually probably the second time I ever disappointed my parents. A couple of our cousins got a Pajabi GCSE. To this day, I've got a fucking degree, I've got right. a day job that like people would murder to have. Right. Fucking doing all of this bollocks. To this day, you still my mum, every so often, she'd be like, Jala, Pajabi, that's any GCSE. Oh, you should see, yo, listen. <laughs> I'm like, I speak it fluently, bro. Like, I speak I, Punjabi. I go to India and people are like, whoa, I'm from Dr. Toy. I get that. Yeah. They're like, hey, they're like, no, I'm not a man. Juke, juke. Yeah. It's not a UK, juke. You know what was a disappointing day? So, this is like the origins of how I got into making music. So, I learned Tabla and harmonium at the Gurdwara, mm. which is a Tuesday and a Thursday at the Gurdwara. I got kicked out of Punjabi school. <laughs> okay, right? So I was a class class. So this is Punjabi school at the Gurdwara. Yeah. I got kicked out. Right? What the fuck did you do? I was just messing about, innit? You know when like... Was it one of them strict uncles? Yeah, that... auntie. She's like, Basu, do nikhaza ba. And I was all right. Right, so you know when you're like just a, a twat? Yeah. So I was, a, I could swear at it. You know, when you're just an idiot and a twat, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a twat, right? I wasn't like, you know, cussing the teacher out, oh, okay. but I was a class clown. Yeah. So when they just had enough, like, bitch, and a nickel bar. <laughs> yeah. and, and my mom goes, well, you're still going good, so you better do something, innit? Yeah. And I was like, that's it, kirtan practice upstairs. Nice. Learn tabla, learn harmonium, and that sort of got me into the Punjabi music. Yeah. Even more so than listening to it, is the fact that I knew rags, I knew how to play the harmonium, not to like, a, I'm not crazy level of playing harmonium, but, but I know my job. keys, yeah. yeah, I know my keys, I know how to play, which is great. So, in a sense, it was a blessing. Mm. Getting kicked out of a job is cool. No, I think that, but yeah, kind of it was, because... I'm, how many times have you rehearsed that speech with your parents? <laughs> like, yeah, like, mommy, if I didn't get kicked <laughs> yeah. out, if Miss so-and-so didn't kick me out, I wouldn't have been DJ Harps. They're all going to be Miss Calls, aren't they? They're all Miss Calls. Actually, yeah, Miss Calls. Yeah, yeah. Miss Calls didn't kick me out. Cool. I was about to say her first name, man. If she ever heard this. Nah, Satwal will fuck you up. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, listen, her name was, her name began with a V, man. It was a mad name. Bruh, <laughs> Yeah, I'll tell you, I was a man. No, it wasn't even nothing typical, you know. Oh, some okay. next level name. Man. That's crazy. Some mad. I, I was always, it's, it's weird, like people always like mention like school and stuff. Right. I used to like, I got into comedy like fairly early, like okay. just as a fan. Who's oh. your favourite comedian? Oh, Dave Chappelle. Seriously? I think I've talked about him every podcast I've done, but yeah. yeah Dave, I think you have, yeah, yeah. Dave Chappelle is just fucking amazing. But then like, we were talking about representation as well, um, off air, but it's like, 
Paul Chowdhury, seen somebody like Paul Chowdhury. Yeah, he's Sent funny. him an email today, so. He's funny, yeah. man. He, he is, so, but I think, I think people can either take him the right way or wrong way, yeah. but I think he's hilarious. I, I've seen him multiple times in clubs, like comedy clubs, and he's never not killed. Oh yeah, like, of course he can. He's just amazing. But um, other, like, oh, so school, yeah. So I was never like funny at school. I, I, I was a pretty angry kid, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah, I remember one time I got up in the middle of maths class. I, this is the only time I've ever almost been kicked out of school. Right. Um, I got up in maths class one time and I hit somebody with a keyboard. Yeah. Well, what the hell, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I should be talking to you and counselling, <laughs> man. Are you all right, bro? <laughs> yeah. No, do you know what it was? I, I always had this, like, my mum my was like, my mum was a bit of a gangster, innit? So she always well, used she to say, rolled up in the BMW blasting NWA. No, no, not that, level, not that level of gangster. I'm talking like fucking Godfather levels. Like anybody gives you shit, <laughs> you tell me. Yeah, you yeah. fucking sort it, kind of. Yeah, kind you of tell me. Yeah. Hey, this fucking guy was he? Yeah. Like, the know, family like, will sort it for yeah. you. <laughs> so she was always like, "Don't take any shit from anybody." And I was like, "What? Yeah. Well, my my mom was the same. Like she was yeah. exactly like, you paid any money. You come home knocked out. I'm gonna knock you out." <laughs> I'm like, oh, all right. <laughs> so I hit this guy with a keyboard, and uh, I was very fortunate. I was very fortunate. Batara uh, keyboard, man. Yeah, my mum, my, it was a teacher's keyboard as well. <laughs> Batara. <laughs> uh, I was very fortunate. They called my mum, and my mum covered for me. She was like, look, I can't come down to school now. Just put him back in class. I'll deal with him when he gets home. They're like, look, we can't put him back in class. Like, you know, he's got fucking issues. He's going <laughs> <Just so, knock laughs> to someone gonna, out with a keyboard. Yeah, he's going to fucking hurt somebody. And then, um, but for some reason, I don't know what my mum said to them, they put me back in class, but they were like, super like, you're gonna get kicked out. My mum came down after school one day to go talk with the teachers. Right. She sent me out of the class. I don't know what she said to these men, right? I don't know what she said. They were just like, nah, it's all, it's all been smoothed. <laughs> like everything's, everything's Your fine. Your mum just pulled out the shot you like, listen. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what my mum did. She's on my daddy as well. She had a caban or something. Yeah, she, yeah, she, <laughs> she, she did the, the quick speed dial to the Kalistan. Yeah, now listen. I don't know what she fucking said. But then, yeah, I didn't get kicked out of school. Wow. So that was fortunate. You know, that's... Yeah, you might I, I don't know what the relevance of that bit was, but fuck it, I'm a bit of a nutcase. No, you know, it's, like, it's like with me, like I was a class clown, you were obviously oh, yeah. abusing people with keyboards. Abusing people with keyboards. Yeah, like keyboards, man. Yeah, Computer gear. Smashed up, bro. The, the rest of the lesson, these people don't have no computer, man. The teacher's screwed. Yeah, the teacher was... I remember as well, I will never forget the sound of the fucking keys hitting like the tables. Flying, hit yeah, yeah, it flies yeah, everywhere. Goes everywhere. Not that I've hit anybody with a keyboard. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, you know a little bit too no, much. No, but I can imagine like the keys flying up. So, all right, you tell me about your childhood trauma. <laughs> Bro, you know what? Childhood was good, you know. Were your parents supportive of like your music? Yeah, well, it's always been me and my mum. And uh, yeah, she, you know what? She was. I was quite shocked. Especially when I started DJing, because yeah. like it was one Christmas, I was like, look, I want some decks, I, was, I want some decks, I've seen it, I want some, like, she's like, cool, so all right, cool. Back in mm. the day, she bought me some Newmark decks and a mixer, and then I went to the local record shop and I bought, what was the first, yo, my first record was Nas, Got Yourself a Gun. Oh. How bad is that? <laughs> oh, two, I was yes. like, yeah, I'm like, whoa, Nas, Got Yourself a Gun was my first ever, yeah, yeah, it was my first ever record, yeah, it was a purple record. I remember the vinyl. Vinyl was purple as well. I've still got it in my garage. Yes. The vinyl yeah, was actually yeah, purple. Yeah. yeah, the cover and the vinyl. That's was the best album, I think. I think hip hop wise, that's 
Yeah, fuck it, I'm gonna say it. I think that's the best album of all time. Stillmatic. Nah. Yes. Stillmatic. Stillmatic. More than Illmatic. Yes, Stillmatic. When fucking Ether rewinds yeah. one mic. Yeah, you've got a point. You've got a point. You've got the production, and I always, I, I have a. No, not reasonable doubt, no? Are you a Jay Z Re- fan? I can't say I'm a huge Jay Z fan, but Reasonable Doubt is my favourite Jay Z album. Yeah, 100%. But. Um, I, I like 444. I think it 444 was my second favourite. I think it brought it back to his, he brought it back to his essence. Real which simple is, fucking yeah. New York hip hop, wasn't it? But, uh, no, not ABBA, no? Uh, fuck ABBA. <laughs> I've seen the spot now, Jay. <laughs> no, no, no. So we, like, we're going hip hop. Yeah. Capital Punishment. Big Pun to me is the most underrated yeah. rapper of all. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Big Pun is bad boy. P- Big Pun, Big L, both of them. I think, I, I think skill, skills wise, I think Big Pun's got everybody. Well, it's, it's like Fat Joe's learnt from him. Yeah. And look how good Fat Joe is. Yeah, yeah. So Big Big Pun to me, but still Max the best. Go on, your turn. Best hip hop album of all time. In my own opinion. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these are just all opinions, isn't they? Uh, Born to Die, Biggie. Better than, better than um, Life After Death? No, Life After Death. Yes. Biggie. Yeah, Life yeah, After yeah, Death, okay. Biggie. Yeah, 100%. All right, cool, yeah, yeah. I can, I can give you these. Yeah, yeah, Life After Death. Yeah, Biggie, Life After Death, 100%. In my opinion, the best hip-hop album of, for me of all time. So there's like, there, there, there's like a variety of albums. I think there's a pool of albums that if you were to choose one of them. Yeah. Uh, the Seven Day Theory, absolutely incredible. Um, that would be up there for me. Uh, you got whoa, whoa, whoa! The whole backstory of it, the, like the, the mysticism, the backstory of like fucking. Imagine a dude dies, and seven days later, an album comes out. It's the seven day theory that's all about fucking death. Death and the guys, yeah, yeah, and uh, it's like yeah, true. The backstory of it, I think, makes that album even more. Hail Mary, blasphemy, true, true. Uh, life of an outlaw. Like there's there's all of heavy it is. hitters. Yeah, all right, all right, all right, okay. and it's so dark. And gritty. No, but but that's what that album was. That album was a dark album. Yes, I, and I love stuff album. like that. that. Which is one of the reasons I love Stillmatic. Yeah, Stillmatic. More than Illmatic was a more darker, more lyrically. Yeah. yeah. And it, and it was the whole like the Jay Z beats kicking on. Adnan's At that a, point, a couple of flops, didn't he? Yeah, before and, Stillmatic. Yeah, all of a sudden, the first song off of there is fucking Ether. Whereas Jay Z was hitting, 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 hitting yes. home. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He had all of them blueprints go go. Through. Yeah, yeah. Blueprint I think he had two. I think he had two out by then, didn't he? Did you put one and two up by then? I think he had two. I, I can't remember the actual fucking thing. But Probably. Um, hard lock, hard knock life. Yeah, he did like, have hard. Yeah, H the Izzo. He had all yeah, that. Yeah, so he, had, one he two. was like at pinnacle Jay Z, and then all of a sudden, fucking sleeping giant. Nuts. My guy comes out with yeah. Ether. Oh, Ether was on point. I think that's probably after hit him up. Hit him up is probably the West Coast rap or East Coast rap. Ooh. That's a good question, eh? That See, is, I'm asking the questions now. Yeah. Bro, should we swap chairs? Um, it has to be overall. It has to be East Coast. Oh, we're in New York and all that sort. Yeah, of it has to be Wu Tang, yeah. Nas, Rayquan, Ghostface. Yeah, Killer, that's what. Yeah. Even just in the Wu Tang, you've got like all of them. Method. Seven. Even Red, well, Redman was like quote unquote Wu Tang member, but yeah. Redman, Method, Rayquan, Ghostface. Like Ghostface, I think has got one of the best voices in hip hop oh, of all ever, time. Ever, ever, ever. ODB. Yeah, then West Coast, I think, really was probably six, seven rappers, maybe. Mm, Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Tupac. Yeah. Snoop. 
Snoop, Nipsey. Nipsey. No, but no, if you talk now, Kendrick, Nipsey. Ah, okay, yeah. yeah. You right you now, West right Coast. Right now, you have to. But even South, to be fair. I like. I was never into South. See, I like Gucci. See, I like, like, um, sort of like the Three Six Mafia days. I like that. Three Six Mafia. Those some of those that songs was, were actually. That, but that was more Mem- yeah Memphis, so it's South. Yeah. Yeah. So I like Three Six Mafia. I liked when it was um, Bun B and them guys. Yeah. That was good. Good. But days. it wasn't. It, it, I don't think it hit as hard as the. Oh other no! Two I times. think it was more party music. Yeah, even Lil Wayne, I think, is close, like South, isn't he? New Orleans. He, New Orleans, yeah. So he's South. Birdman, all those yeah, all them. That's counted as South. There was like what was it late late two. 2009, 2010, 11, that's where like hip hop went south, innit? With so, yeah, everything with Rick Little Ross, John and Little, Little yeah, John, yeah, all them lot were like, I think it was like 2009, 2010, 2011, yeah. which was like the takeover of Crunk and all that yes, sort of stuff. Yes, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't ever say that I was hugely into that. Really? Yeah, I, I just can't. I liked it. Eastside Boys, you know, you had all Paul Wall. It was pretty, it was alright. I think it was more turn up music. It wasn't yes. listening music. Yeah. It's more like you play. You know, from the window to the wall in a club, <laughs> yeah. you're like, yeah, everything man, just goes mental. Yeah, oh, goes mental. I to this day, right? I to this day, I live for that like ten minute period in in clubs where there is a fucking old school hip hop set. Oh, best. That best. ten minutes. Best. Whereas like every fucking song, I'm like, yeah, I know this one. Even old school R and B, when you had your one twelves, your jagged edges, yes. your Yvette Michelles, your you know all that sort of. Thing. I love yeah. that. Do you ever get into like DJing like mainstream clubs and stuff, like hip hop nights and stuff? No, I've done a couple of hip hop sets. Yeah. Like I've done that hundred um, percent, but obviously ninety percent of the work that I've done has been bhangra. Like yeah. I've done like garage sets and house. And what's what's the, what's the difference between like a DC night and uh, a normal like hip hop? Less R&B? less requests. <laughs> less requests. Bajee, Miss Buda, I got Bro, I can't even, I can't even lie it's to like you. It's like a wedding. I, it's like a yeah. wedding. They come up, I'm DJ, they come up, Chimki uh, Lala. Bro, it's not your son's wedding, man. Like, <laughs> I'm here for half an hour, so leave me alone. I've got my set ready. Yeah. No, to be fair, that's one thing I've never done. I've never got my set ready. Mm. I've always made it up. On, I know the first song I'm going to play. Yeah. Always. After that, it's, it's so God's hands. how do you hands. do that then? Like, what do you judge it on and stuff? The crowd, always. The demographics or like what? No, they... just yeah, just I, I, I always come whenever I take my wife to the gigs and stuff. Mm. Like some of them, not all of them, like because it's a jungle in there. <laughs> like, I was gonna say she's a... seen some sights. I was gonna say that's the that's another thing. At uni, at uni, fucking um, bunga nights were a big thing. So I went to Brunel. Innit? Yeah, uh, Brunel's. I uh, how did I play at SU? Yeah, I have played at SU. Yeah, so the uh, they used to have the SU, SU nights, yeah. which were just. Oh my fucking god! I remember right. back in the day, London. Yeah, I played at Hippodrome, CC Sound, Brunel Uni, Zubar, all these old yeah. school clubs. Where I used to all Bangla every Monday. Zubar was Bangla. Yeah. So yeah, like yeah, yeah, Central yeah. London, Piccadilly Circus. Like, Whoa! And it is the most disgusting thing. Sweatbox, man. Oh, it's sweatbox. <laughs> I've seen uh, there are less sausages at a butcher's. Like, bro, no, no, no. <laughs> the ratio is awful. It's like you chuck a group of girls into one of those nights. It's like right? a wolf pit. <laughs> the, yeah, the first, the first group of girls that will go into one of those Dissy nights, right? It'll be like throwing meat into a, 
pond full of piranhas. Have, have, you, ever, have, have you ever seen aunties at these gigs? Yes, yes. <laughs> the and there's always that one cool auntie that goes, you know, she's wearing the vest top, she's got like a little tattoo. There's always, always that Hindu tattoo, what's it? The om. There's always that, and she's just like, aunties, they're full of sharma, honey, what are you? Yeah. And, then she, then she, like, and then she's asking DJ for you know, or some shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> To see your Bollywood with that one, Bollywood Lana, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So oh, you always get those aunties, and she's always. I get booked in London after this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, watch my mate. Oh, fucking comments is just gonna be fucking mental. All of these aunties. Yeah, what do you mean Bollywood? Wrong with Bollywood? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm fucking subscribe to PewDiePie. No. no. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Fuck some more chats. <laughs> God, you must have seen some shit. Oh man, I've seen some sights, bro. Mark that down, that's got to be a soundbite. Fox most chats. Yeah, Fox most chats. <laughs> and uh, you know what? I've seen some sights, man. <laughs> Go on. Hit him up. I've seen like people come in full Lenga <laughs> suits to the nines. Proper. You might as well wear your, like, you know, your, your, you might as well wear your wedding, wedding set. Dress, yeah, yeah, man. It's. And it, you know what? I see it more and more now than I did before. Right. Like I've been teaching for a long time now, right? And like now in the past three years, I've seen it more. Like these auntie have come in, Punjabi suit on, like they've just walked out of fucking a wedding. And they've come like on Broad Street in Birmingham. They've come straight into a Punga yeah. night. And they're like in the middle of the dance with Lata Chakki fucking up. <laughs> like, what is going on? Well, all of those people from back in my day that were at uni have got to get older, so I'm assuming they're still I think it's probably them. Yeah, 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 they're probably like, oh, yeah, bro, should we go to Pongra Night? Oh, man. Yeah. But, but I think Pongra Nights now, and this is me being honest, Pongra Nights have also turned very negative as well. There's a lot of violence in Pongra Nights now. Yeah, that's another Back thing. in the day, it wasn't that bad, you know? Everyone oh, was quite oh, friendly. I don't know how back in the day we're talking because I even I remember when it was at uni. How old are you? Twenty seven. Twenty six. Twenty six. So yeah. your uni was what five years ago? Five six years. Okay, ago. so before that, I would say yeah, way before that. So yeah. when I DJed was two thousand five, two thousand six. Oh, so yeah, yeah. So my first gigs were like two thousand six, two thousand yeah, two thousand five, two thousand six. I think up to two thousand and ten, it was cool. Right. You go to a Pongra night. Yeah, the ratio's always been bad. <laughs> yeah. It was always. And you always had this, the uncle in there with the dial stain on his shirt. Oh. 100%. <laughs> right? That's never going to change. Right? And then when Jazzy B hits the stage, oh, my God. No, no, Dad never changes, yeah? That's me. Bubble one, like, bubble one, like, 100%. That's probably me. I request bubble one. Bro, bubble one. Do you know the funniest thing about bubble one? I don't understand how bubble one is like a respected singer. I love him. He's a gangster. I love him, but as soon as One Night Stand came out, oh, he should have been finished as a pajama. He's got a fucking song called One Night Stand. I just want to do a One Night Stand with you. Yeah, that is, that is the whole song. But can I, can I be honest with you, right? I tried my hardest to convince my wife to have bubble one at the wedding. Why? <laughs> oh, she does not look impressed, bro. Like, She's about to cancel this whole podcast. I was like, listen, do whatever you want. Do kajo, marjivya, whatever color yeah. scheme. I want Bubu One. I'm guessing it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, no Bubu One. Who did you end up going with? Nobody. There was no singers. Because I don't want it to be a midline. It was a yeah. nice, intimate wedding. I didn't want you, to be... Oh, bro. So weddings. We, we talk about weddings all the time, as in the Smosa Chats guys. Oh, man. Indian weddings are mad, isn't it? I've seen some. Like, I DJ at weddings. I do DJ at weddings. I do. Yeah. I don't do that many. I'm quite selective. 
in regards to sort of, I don't, I don't, uh, yeah. <laughs> not the P, yeah. no, it's not even that, it's, it's the fact that I've never promoted myself as a bunk, as a wedding DJ. Yeah. I think it's just cliche, isn't it? Yeah. yeah DJ Hops Roadshow. Yo, listen, I've never, if you come and see my DJ set, I have never remixed instrumental over a song. Yeah. Never. I have never sat there and when you're playing like, I don't know, Karku. Yeah. I've never gone and put a hip hop instrumental over it. Like, why ruin yeah. the thing? When it's not broken, why try why to fix it? it? Yeah. Why? Right? So I've never done that. And I've never done in the middle of a detail. Boo, 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 like, <laughs> I'm not Tim Westwood, man. That brings me. That Only brings Westwood me, can get away with that it. That brings me PTSD of all in Bongranai. Yeah, I'm telling you, Westwood is the only person, or um, Funk Flex in America, yeah. are the only people that can get away with going, Westwood, Westwood. That's the yeah. only people that can get away with it. I'm with you. I'm, I'm yeah, with you. Yeah, it fucking. You know, whatever bloody Gurpal from Ilford goes. <laughs> it's more noise than anything. I think it just we, disrupts the. We're not dissing anybody from Ilford. We don't want to gang. Gurpal from Ilford, I like you, bro. You're going back up to Leicester, bro. Like, look, we yeah, don't want yeah, anybody yeah. to show up to yeah. the studio. I live in the Pender, man. <laughs> yeah, you're good. Um, no, it's a wedding. We always talk right. about weddings and how fucking ridiculous weddings are. Mad, isn't it? They're un, un fucking believable. Bro, now. it's like. It's like more than a mortgage what a wedding costs now yes now back in the day it was simple it was like yeah little hall suffering boys come on 400 pound boom but job done yeah paper pa- paper plates and whatever <laughs> yeah that's it yeah, 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 but yeah. <laughs> and it was always more fun in it oh of course it was because it was it's like, like now it's like a whole thing man yeah it's a it's mad like people were like talking about the royal wedding and stuff like imagine oh bro we have royal weddings every week yeah every, every day fucking your dad owns a cash and carry. You're going to be at the wedding for four days. Yeah, <laughs> oh, right. legit, man. They spend more money than the royals do. Royals ain't even that stupid. Yeah. <laughs> All of the royals even like, like, <laughs> I used to work. I, I, I work. So I used to work security uh, when I was at uni. Well, like a bouncer. Yeah, and I've done. I did two weddings. Oh, you I'm did security never, at a wedding? Yeah, okay. I'll never do it again. Really? Yeah, it wasn't even that bad. It was just. It makes you feel sick. <laughs> like, so it wasn't that I bad, but this, it made you feel sick. I did this. I did this Muslim Hindu wedding. Right. I didn't want it security because you know, <laughs> fuck it. Okay. You know, no comment on my yeah, side. No but, comment, but okay. you know, they kind of needed security. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So they had a reception. Like they were pretty westernized. They were just like Muslim and Hindu name in it. And just like yeah, just and they have pretty, a party. Yeah, they were, they'd had like a proper party, and it was six hundred people. Sick. S- no, it was, fucking wasn't. Six hundred people, alcohol, booze everywhere. And you're the only fucking security guard there. Oh, you were one security guard? I was guard. one. I was one. I got referred over by my mate that was working. So here. this whole thing had one security guard? One security oh, guard. Oh, I thought you and like, like... No, I was thinking people were fighting. Turns out they were dancing. <laughs> like, it was... Yo, those dance moves do look like they're going to punch each other out. Yeah, especially when you got a fucking dude that wasn't allowed to dance when he was growing up. And, and he's just like... <laughs> yeah, he's like giving it all that. I'm like, he's giving it well, he it. Are you dancing or are you shadow boxing? <laughs> yeah. so, you know what? thing is, like, I did a wedding once at the Mayfair Hotel. I'm not trying to be bougie or all, but <laughs> I did. And it was ridiculous. It was like a miller. Must have been, yeah, about six, six, seven hundred people. Mans were trolleyed. Yeah. And they were coming up to me, like, play my song right now, bro, yeah. Oh, you got an like, cable, boss. Yeah, yo, Orcs was the best. Listen, yo, bro, you got Orcs. I get out of my car. Like, <laughs> just, 
calm down, bro. Play this sick remix, man. Yeah, like, bro, have, yo, you got that Via Karvaki, by Chimkila. I'm like, bro, do you know what the song means? I had this at this wedding. God. Right, so I was at this wedding, this the one in the Mayfair, and um, the boy side, one of the guys came over. He's like, bro, can you play Chimkila? I was like, I'll play it later. I'll play old school in a bit. I'll play it later. No problem. Mm. Like, little card, you can play that. Get away with it. Even though you shouldn't be playing it, yep. but you can you can get away with it. You can get away with like a minute before auntie comes up and slaps you in the face. Yeah, he's like, "Oh, can you play Vyakarvakeve?" I'm like, "No." <laughs> right? And he's like, "Why?" And I'm like, "Do you have you heard the lyrics?" He's like, well, what, what's wrong with it, bro? It's Chumkila, I know it's classic." I'm like, "Yeah, it's a classic song. It's a really good song, bro." But have you heard the lyrics? We're at a wedding. <laughs> Like, I'd get away with it in a club. Yeah. Cool, do your thing. Right, wedding. Yeah. He's like, well, what does it mean? Basically, get married and still yeah. meet me, you know? Yeah, so basically, just cheat on your missus. That's yeah, cheat on your missus, bro. <laughs> yeah, you want me to play this? He's like, bro, you better play it, yeah. I'm like, listen, I ain't playing it, bro. I ain't playing it, you, uh, bro, I'll play Sasquatch if you want. Yeah, but nothing. <laughs> Not Vyakar And like... I was like, what is going on? And then people were trolleyed out the face. And it just became this whole, it was like a jungle on the dance floor, man. And they were like, yeah, can you play Lethal B Pow? I'm like, <laughs> all right. Once I played that, I literally thought there was a fight going on in the dance floor. Mosh pitting. Mosh pitting. They're like, yeah, play UK Apache. I was like, okay. these Lengars are going flying. Oh, bro. Oh, you know what? This is, it. This is the story of the decade, yeah? I did a wedding in Doncaster. Yeah. Right? It was Lady Sangeet. No, no wedding. Lady Sangeet in Doncaster. And the men came, dropped the ladies off. They went. Cool. As soon as the door closed, I'm playing background music. It was me and my mate from yeah. Leicester. Little setup, Doncaster. Cool, we'll go. I'll figure out what's happening. Yeah. So they closed the door. The men have left. It's just the women and me and this guy. We're the only two men in this whole thing. Yeah. As soon as the door closed, they opened this cupboard door, pulled out the bottle of whiskeys. Play Rihanna. I'm like, what? Play Rihanna? They go, play it. Which one? Rude boy, bro. Rude boy. I went, yeah. come on, rude boy, boy. Can you get it up? You want me to play this? My mate's like, hops. They want Rihanna, rude boy. I'm like, what? Now? I'm like, bro, there's nothing I'm going to do. Just play it. Play rude boy. These auntie, I were dropping it low. I was pouring shots of whiskey. I was like, what is going on here? I can, I can beat that story. Oh, God. So, uh, one of my friends who shall name unnamed. Anonymous. From, from, from uni, you probably know him. Uh, he does like a few of these like weddings and stuff. Right. And he well, he's ladies. a DJ. Uh, no, I wouldn't say what he is. Cause, oh, okay. <laughs> but he does weddings. Yeah, he does weddings for something, right? Okay. And um, Lady Sangeet, same thing happens, only chicks. Uh, halfway through the night, they get a knock on the door. It's the police. It's the police. Policeman comes in. Oh no. Starts fucking taking his clothes oh, off, bro. God. <laughs> starts taking his clothes off. Everybody's into it. Like 40, 50 women are into it. Apart from these two auntie, and like, take a fucking video, don't they? Send it to the family WhatsApp groups. No, they don't. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Imagine the, imagine the reaction of poor fucking Bin Law uncle. He's Yeah, he's all bench. Oh, God, eh? Don't do that. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Wedding almost got called off. 
Really? Yeah, I'm sure that video is knocking about on one of these fucking channels. Yeah, you know WhatsApp is a dangerous thing, you know. I WhatsApp know. groups is a mad. You see some mad stuff in WhatsApp groups, man. Yeah. I hate WhatsApp groups. Like, <laughs> I try to leave them as soon as possible. I just, I just. He's I, the snake in our WhatsApp group. He just sends in some stuff that should not be sent in. Yeah, you know what? Quick question, yeah. Where do you find it? Where do you find <laughs> the stuff? <laughs> Are the WhatsApp chat groups? <laughs> Yeah, last, time, like, last time he sent something in and I was like, what the fuck, bro? And he screenshotted his other WhatsApp group just to prove that he didn't source this. Yeah, theory. it's like, you know what it is? Like, I, I got like, I'm in like two group, two, three groups, yeah? And one of them is like just 12 lads. Yeah. And they send some gun. Yeah, uh, yeah. And I'm like, bro, where do you find this? I'm, I'm with it because there's got to be one guy that's the source. That's yeah, it has to be the, the one ringleader. In, like, I've got the gun. <laughs> yeah. Send to WhatsApp. Like, where am I going to find you? Yeah, <laughs> broadcast to everybody in your phone. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, future music. What's, okay. What future project, future music do I have? What's coming up? Yeah. Just a lot of, just, yeah, just a lot of music. <laughs> just a lot of music. <laughs> just a lot of music. Now, to be fair with you, it, it, again, it's, I've been quite slow in the past two years. I've only released. For as DJ Hop singles, mm. I only released like one a year. One was with Prophecy and Bambi, yeah. which was Chukka um, in 2017, and one was last year Pataki with Amr Sandhu and Ezu. Yeah. Um, just obviously a couple of months ago, we released uh, a one from Ezu's album, which was called Kamal, which is just an audio at the moment. Yeah. Got a video coming out soon, uh, but 2020, I've sort of built up these two years of again, sort of changing my sound. Learning, even you never stop learning, so still learning new bits on how to do this, how to do that, elevating the sound even more so I can bridge the gap in between like mainstream music and what I love, which is Bhangra. Yeah, so 2020, I've got a lot lined up, uh, sort of ready to release, to be fair. Right, I can't say what and who's on there, but go on, give us a little teaser. What are we, what are we talking? Amar Sandhu and right. again uh, Ezu again I can't I can't, right. I can't say it on the thingy one I've got one song which has got a lot of people on it All right, cool. okay I'll say one That's song a, yeah. I'll say one song which has got a lot of people on it I can't say who's on it but it's a song that you love anyway it's John Natsley I'll say that yeah. that much it's John Natsley that's all you need to know cool. right. but it's got a lot of people on it Awesome. Wicked. Which, which I, you I, don't I, expect to be together ever. Yeah. So, touch wood is. Wicked. That'll that, that serve as a teaser, that's fine. Yeah, it's John Natsley, but it, the people on there that are featured are like, you wouldn't expect them to be on a song. And, and I think that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to like, get people together that, w that you wouldn't expect to work together. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And it, short, it sort of shows that the industry can come together in collaboration. Why can Rick Ross, Lil Wayne, Drake, and I don't know Young Jeezy be on one song mm -hmm. but you never see Bhangra people together very fucking rare very rare unless Last they're like the Monarch tribute wasn't it yeah that was but again that was because they were like it was over someone's death they had to come together and do a song mm. why are they not doing that generally just in general yeah just in general but you see like on a normal daily basis you go on Rick Ross's album you'll see Rick Ross and Drake and Snoop Dogg or whatever on one song mm. you're like whoa Sick. Yeah. Oh, remember DJ Khaled was releasing his songs. You had every cha-cha, mama, pio on the song. <laughs> we had Ludacris, Young Jeezy, Nicki Minaj, Panjajane on one yeah. song. So why aren't we doing it? So I'm trying to not say I'm the person who's going to do it, 
but I'm trying to do these collabos that you won't expect, like mm. Bambi and Prophecy. You weren't expecting that. Yeah. Ezu, who's a new artist at that time, with Amar Sandhu, who also is an established writer and singer from Canada and well from America, shall I say, putting them two on a song. Uh, Rahat Fateh Ali Khan with Ikka from India and Ezu. Do you yeah. know what I mean? You weren't expecting that. So I'm, again, in 2020, I'm trying to do the same thing. I'm trying to bring people together that you don't expect. So it, it makes the makes songs bigger and it reaches a wider audience. Gotcha. And yeah, that, that's what I'm trying to and do. Living life and having fun. <laughs> try to live, yeah, try to live life, have fun and, and, and just and just gig as much as possible. Like I've got like an Australia tour coming up. We were talking about it. What off the air. dates on that? Uh, that is, uh, I'm in Sydney on the 20th of December. Melbourne on the 24th and Perth on the 27th. Cool. So anybody that's over there, yeah. you'll see that myself and Prophecy were touring Australia. So that's a big deal. Um, just to end the year. And then next year, just got a lot lined up, to be fair. Sounds just trying to do as much future music as possible and try to just, you know, make it like different. That's my thing. My thing is music should be different. I think everyone should have, you know, try something different. I think if you stay in one box, we're never going to move forward. Yeah. That's what I believe. Just make it unique, no? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Like, you know, for instance, go back to hip-hop. Everything was boom-bap, boom-bap at one point. Mm. But until Little John came and put 808s in a click, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Until he made Yeah, it never moved forward, right? Yeah, true. Usher never came, mm. became this global superstar. And ludicrous when he made Move Bitch, Get Out The Way, Southern <laughs> Hospitality... <laughs> You weren't hearing those sounds until Neptunes and Timberland made those weird beats. Yeah. You weren't hearing... That, like, reinvention weird. process. Buster Rhymes, Twister, until they started spitting double speed, yeah. you weren't hearing it. True. So, until you change the sound, we're never going to progress. And I like what's happening now with these Mickey Sings and Prophecies and Rock Stars and Arjuns and Guru Randhava as well. He's from India. Yeah. But all his music is... Urban. Yeah. Can I be honest? The person that I think changed it a lot was Imran. When he done Amplifier. Oh, Khan, yeah. Imran Khan, sorry. Imran Khan, when he done Unforgettable, yeah. that album, it changed Bhangra. Made it more urban, didn't it? Of course. Yeah. Did you ever expect someone to have a song like 808s and dance, proper seal, old school dance music? Nah. And he came out with it. And the boy's from Amsterdam. He's not yeah. from here. But he's influenced by RDB and Punjab BMC and Surinder Rattan. And he came out with a whole different sound. Changed lyrically, changed the game. And musically changed the game. From there, people obviously... Warmed to it. Warmed to it. And then made it their own. Mm. That's where you get these prophecies and Mickey Sings making urban hip-hop music with Punjabi lyrics. Yeah. So, yeah. Looking forward to 2020, man. Yeah, man. It should be good. It should be good. It should be good. And um, hopefully people like warm to the music that I've got coming. Definitely. We'll put all your details in the description below. Thank you so much for coming on, man. My G. My G. Big up Samosa Chats, man. You lot, you lot are doing a good thing. I, 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 when I heard uh, Sav's podcast, yeah. I said, yeah, man, I need to get on this. It's good. It's a new platform.